Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, Little Friends, Ray Graham Association, and the League of Women Voters, Naperville. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now representing Little Friends is Mike Briggs. Welcome to the show, Mike. Jane, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You know, this has been a very challenging couple of years. Um, some people are calling it an endemic. How has Little Friends fared? You know, we've, um, we've done okay, um, but it hasn't been without its challenges. But from a, from a sustainability standpoint, the organization has been in good shape. Um, it's, it's not as though COVID has gone away. I mean, we are still dealing with um, episodes where people um, are, are being diagnosed positively, and so we have to navigate that. But we've been fortunate enough to keep people healthy. So from that standpoint, that's been good. Um, we've been able to make some improvements in the organization, even with the situation that we've been dealing with. So all told, um, I'm, I'm very pleased with how we've navigated the past couple of years. Oh, well, that's great. And I know you've had a, it's challenging in a school setting, and particularly in the kinds of school settings that you've had. So let's talk a little bit about the expansions that you've been doing, because you've had a number of them. Yeah. Go so, ahead. Okay. So, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the school, and that's a, that's a good place to start. Of course, the new facility has given us an, an incredible footprint to, to be able to, to grow our organization. We went from a, a, a physical location that had very limited capacity to um, a space that when, if we fully built it out, we could support over 300 children. Um, and so the, the interesting thing is we know that there's need. Um, it, alone right now, we have over 110 referrals for children that um, where school districts are interested in using our services. It's not that every child is a fit, but it's an indication that um, beyond what we have, there's a pretty significant demand in terms of what's there. Okay. And, and how are you being able to service more of those students, Mike? One of, one of the things that we've, we've had to do is because like every business in, in town, um, there's difficulties getting people. And we're trying and having to figure out how to do more or come up with a new system to be able to manage and support the children. Um, one of the things that we're doing is we're moving to a Teams model in terms of how we're going to navigate and support the classrooms. And so we're in the process now of getting all of the approvals for what that will allow. But what, we'll, what it will do is it'll give us the capacity to be able to handle at a minimum 140 children, which is about 20 more than what we currently have right now. And that's, that's a big deal. That's yeah, a good thing to do. Absolutely. Particularly if you're a parent of one of those 20 children, right? I would think so. Every child counts. Absolutely. Talk a little bit because, you know, you're obviously very well known for your school, but you also have residential homes. So we, talk a little bit about the expansion and, and what you do in those residential homes. We provide, um, it's called a community integrated living arrangement, or SILA for short. And what we have is we have um, 38 SILAs currently that we provide residential support where the adults that we care for, we either provide 24-7 care or in some instances intermittent where we'll stop by for 10 to 15 hours a week just to make sure that the people that we're caring for are doing well. 
Um, we, these residences, we provide, we provide help with them. Um, one of the things that we're doing is we're adding a new residence in July, and then we expect to add two more in December. So we're beginning to grow on the, on the adult side in terms of our residential support. Yeah, and I think that's an important piece, right, because we so often think about the child's journey with autism, but it doesn't end when the child turns 18, right? No, it doesn't. And, and so having a, having a resource and having something that can be there to be able to, to help these young adolescents and then adults be able to, to have some sense of independence, which is really what we're trying to build through everything that we do, uh, is a big deal. Yeah. Now you have a community group home too. Say a little bit about that. So yeah, it's um, it's the group home is our children's group home, and what we do is we have um, we have five young children uh, under the age of 22 that are on the autism spectrum, um, and typically have another issue that requires them to where they need residential support. Um, the state of Illinois just came to us and asked us to open two more children's group homes. Um, and so we're waiting now to figure out the funding mechanisms as to how that's going to work. But the request is for us to be able to support 12 additional children um, whose needs are, are significant and that we would be able to help them with that. Well, we wish you luck with that. Um, let's kind of circle back a little bit to the topic of transition and transitioning to adulthood. Because sure. I know one of the key uh, initiatives that you have is that whole transitional part and employment and work. So talk about your program there, Mike. Well, it's, it's interesting. The state of Illinois is really spending a lot of time and energy on doing what they're calling um, community integrated employment. And they're trying to get um, the adults, so the, the neurodiverse, into the workforce and to give them work opportunities. What we're trying to do is to give the, the children and adolescents that we serve experiences that they can then build from and then give themselves the opportunity to be able to, to get a job, whether it's part-time or full-time, and work in the community. So we've created a, a supply chain initiative where they're learning supply chain uh, management uh, through Broward County College down in Florida. Uh, we've created this, uh, or not created, but we bought a lab called the Practical Assessment uh, Enterprise System. And I'm not sure the E is right, <laughs> but it's the Pays Lab. Um, but basically, it gives the kids the opportunities when they walk in the classroom, they, they become employees, and the, and, the, and the teachers become supervisors. And it's basically a mock work environment, and there are six different things that they're learning about, um, about different kinds of jobs to see what their aptitude is. We've opened up an electronic product recycling center for um, kids to learn how, or adolescents to learn how to take apart this technology. And then if they do well, we've created a pipeline for them to be able to get a job at a major electronic product recycler in Plainfield. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is good because, you know, well, and first of all, we've all got way too many electronic products that need to be recycled, and you hate to see well, them go well, in the landfill. Well, for those, right? watching, for those watching and they want to they get rid of stuff, please let us know because we can, we can take electronic products and we will do that. Well, uh, and I mean learning. I mean, I think that's the whole piece, right? I mean, the whole job shadow, job training, workforce development, so important, probably even more important in today's you know, lack of workers environment. So it's amazing what you're doing there. Well, thanks. I mean, the whole idea, the, the premise behind it is that if an individual gets experience and is able to do it, they have that self-confidence so that when they're in that job opportunity, they're able to perform and they're not intimidated by what they're being asked to do. And that's the, that's the thing that we're trying to help with and prepare them because in essence, it all ties back 
to being independent. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a great sense of pride that comes with having a job. And I think that, again, speaks to that whole independence piece, right? I would agree. Yeah. How can businesses get involved with you, Mike, as we wrap up? You know, it's, um, we're, we're working on developing training tools to be able to provide um, the, the, the adolescents and the, and the young individuals that we support to give them those skills and those experiences. Um, the, the first that I mentioned was the opportunity if they wanted to drop off technology that we could, uh, we would suggest that they clean it and make sure that the data is off of it, but to give it to us and then we'll take it apart. We, we're not asking for anything. We'll take it apart and then we'll get it recycled through the, the organization in Plainfield. Um, we're building additional skills and we'll begin to promote those things um, with regard to the availability of people that can do certain things, especially on the supply chain side. Um, there's some very unique opportunities that we've started to work on. So, I mean, those are probably the core things at this point in time. Okay, and they could check your website for and more information. They could check our about. website, absolutely, and, and, um, and if, if necessary, they can always call me. I'd be happy to help. Okay, pick up that phone. Absolutely. <laughs> Mike, so good to talk to you. Thank you for giving us an update on what's happening at Little well, Friends. Well, it's my pleasure, Jane. Thanks for having us. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you're interested in learning more about Little Friends and all the good work that they're doing in the community, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. The Naperville Police Department needs your help to solve crime and bring offenders to justice. When you submit tips to Naperville Crime Stoppers, you help keep our city one of the safest in the nation. Tips to Naperville Crime Stoppers have helped solve hundreds of crimes and recover over $7 million in drugs, property, and cash. Remember, tipsters remain anonymous and receive cash rewards up to $1,000 if their tips lead to an arrest. Call the tip line at 630-420-6006. You may have that one piece of information that solves the crime. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and joining me now from the Ray Graham Association are Kim Zola and Kristen Garcia. Welcome to the show. It's awfully nice to have you both with us. So Kim, I'm gonna start with you. How does Ray Graham Association help those with disabilities? Um, Ray Graham Association has been providing supports and services to children and adults with disabilities since 1950. So we have been in everybody's neighborhoods for a very long time. Um, today we serve about 2,000 children and adults across five primary program areas, which include employment, life skills development, family support, uh, recreation, and residential support services. So we have a lot of plates spinning throughout the year and practically have something for everyone. Okay, all right. Well now, Kristen, you're a little bit of an expert on the whole Monarch services. So tell us a little bit about that. 
So Monarch Services offers five flexible services uh, to, that meets people where they are at, especially those um, young adults, at where they're at during their times of transition. Uh, we all know that transition can be difficult. Um, it can be challenging. It can also be exciting. Um, and you know, some families find that uh, you know, there is a bit of a gap between services for their, their children when they are in the school system to when they become you know, adults and can go into a service like uh, what Ray Graham offers as a nonprofit organization. Um, and it's in that gap where I think that uh, Ray Graham and Monarch Services really shines because it really meets people at that, that transition age. Yeah. So, yeah. That is so important, right? I mean, I think in every aspect of life, it is the transitions that either sort of a little bit make us or break us, right? And you're right, right there to support. That's right. And it, you know, it's a it's such a, a, a unique time um, in someone's life. And like I said, the you know, the excitement, the challenges, what I really love about Monarch is that it um, it's a it's a community. I mean, we really are just such a, a group of people who care about one another and who come together to, you know, to do good. I mean, we are, you know, giving back to our community. We are, we have social roles. We are doing meaningful things. Um, and it's, it's, it's so much more, in my opinion, uh, to have something that you belong to, like, like Monarch Academy, and, and, you know, more than signing up for something, uh, signing up for an event or, a, you know, a class or a rec event. It's really being a part of something. And, um, and that's where I think we really do shine. Yeah, and yeah. about how many people do you service within that? There are about 40 people who receive services and through the different five areas that we offer. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, Kim, I know, and you've talked about this before, and being person-centered, mm -hmm. uh, and particularly as you work with people with disabilities, what does person-centered mean? So in terms of the way that we deliver our services, we embrace a person-centered philosophy, which basically means that that person is at the center of everything that we do. Um, we design our services around people's unique interests, their unique needs, their life dreams, their goals, with input from them directly and from people who care about them as well. So person-centered means everyone has a different dream, everyone has a different goal, and we come together to find a way to support people to achieve that dream or achieve that goal. So we have a variety of services, but we don't go by the concept if we build it, they will come. Okay. It's very much we customize and wrap around our services to each person to help them to get on their own individual path for their success and accomplishment. Yeah, that's so interesting. And, and talk a little bit because you mentioned about it's not just the person that you're providing the services to, it's the family. So talk a little bit about that relationship of how that works together. Absolutely. Families, we view families as partners. Um, we cannot do this without a family that wants to be on this journey with their family member as well. Um, absolutely, the person who receives services from us, they are the decision maker, they are the one who are, is setting um, the course for themselves, but the family unit has to be a part of that support network. So we look at this as a partnership of what will Ray Graham do to support that person, what will the family do to support that person, and also what is that person going to do themselves um, to you know, really gain independence and, and live the life that they want to lead? So really three-legged three, three stool there yeah, a Absolutely, bit, right? absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the community plays a, a huge role in that as well. We have so many community partners all over the county, but right here in Naperville as well. So if we have people who have an interest in becoming employed, 
you know, we reach out to area, area employers to engage them on whether or not we can help that person to find a job. If someone wants to volunteer, we may reach out to um, other nonprofits, you know, and they, they play a role, you know, in that support network as well with people. It's our mission to support people to reach, grow, and achieve. And really, that mission alone is very individualized for each person. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Kristen, you talk a little bit about the Monarch Academy, mm -hmm. right, and Monarch Two. Sure. What are they? So Monarch Academy provides people with opportunities to explore their interests, to um, develop social skills, to uh, really you know, prepare for jobs, um, and really connect with the community through authentic and meaningful ways. Uh, we have, you know, like I said, we, we have social roles. We have partnerships with people in the community. We've been able to watch these relationships grow over the years, and they are truly something magnificent. Um, we, you know, we, we use it kind of our, really, we use the community as our classroom, and we are always uh, really on the go. Um, and it's based on what people are interested in. It's their, you know, it's what, what drives them, what they want to do. And we're there to support them, and uh, and it's a very it's been a very lovely adventure, um, and to be in Naperville, my goodness, it's just it's a it's a delight, and um, and people are very very happy to, to be here and, and being a part of their community. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. A Monarch Two. Now tell me the Monarch Two. What is that? Absolutely, Monarch Two uh, was designed with a highly routine curriculum. Uh, we have opportunities for um, you know being being members of the community and, and you know being involved in different community activities um, however there's also a part of it that is um, highly individualized scheduling opportunities for movement and sensory breaks um, and so everything that we really do in Monarch Academy with more support for people who are on the autism spectrum. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. So again, it's all about that customization, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, as we wrap up, Kim, if people want to get involved, if businesses want to get involved, how do they how do they reach out to Ray Graham? How do they learn more? So if you want a little light and levity in your social media, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We, we cover all of our bases, but you can also visit our website as well. Okay. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming by. We wish you all the best in your continued journey. I love seeing the van around town. You happen to, you definitely have somebody in my neighborhood because you're always round, just around the corner from me. So I love that with the big butterfly on it. So thank you. To find out more about Ray Graham Association, please go and visit their website. Don't go away. We'll be right back after a few short messages. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Stay in the know, at home, or on the go with NCTV 17 News Update. This quick recap of everything happening in and around town will be delivered straight to your email inbox for free. Sign up today. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the League of Women Voters, Naperville, are Susan Craighead and Ann Matthews. So nice to have you ladies both on the show today. Susan, I'm going to start right out with you. 
What is the League of Women Voters? The League of Women Voters is an over 100-year-old civic organization. We're devoted to empowering voters and defending democracy. We fill an important strategic niche. We're a grassroots organization, and that keeps us local. But we also take positions on important uh, issues that relate to our core values, our core values of protecting and empowering voters and maintaining our uh, efforts for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay, I mean, those, that's, a, that's a big mantle, right? It's, a big, it's a, big, a, a big thing that you're trying to accomplish with that. And we've done a lot over the years, <laughs> and we continue to do a lot over the years. Yeah, and it's over 100 years old, right? We had our 102nd anniversary in just recently. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So talk a little bit, because I know that there are some misconceptions about what the League of Women Voters is or does, or maybe how it's perceived. Talk a little bit about the misconceptions. So the League is nonpartisan, but we do are political. We do take political positions based on study, and we support those positions based on advocacy and education. Okay, so, so anybody, regardless of what party you're in, could join the League of Women Voters, but then as an organization, you look at issues and kind of, is that how that works? Anyone over the age of 16 okay. can join our organization. So two years prior to you get to vote. So that's Absolutely. interesting. Okay, so a little bit of prep before you get there. Yes, um, we, uh, we work with students. We love having students. We love young people. Uh, some people think of our members as being older, but having younger members makes us vibrant. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a constant churning in the voting pool, right? I mean, they're not, you know, we age through it, but there's always new people coming behind us. Absolutely. So we have two policies that are very important to us. We okay. have our political policy, and our political policy means that we never support or oppose any candidate or any political party. Okay, that is a misconception, I think, for a lot of people. So that's very interesting. Our second most important policy is our diversity, equity, and inclusion policy. It is important to us that every individual is empowered to help make this a more perfect democracy. Yeah, I like that too. Um, and talk a little bit about, I mean, we're getting into election season. It feels like we're always in election season, I'm just going to say, right? Um, but talk a little bit about some of the things that the League is doing as part of that election process. Sure. So, yes, the primary is in full swing, and we have been very busy. We have been able to work with the DuPage County Election Division in showcasing the brand new voting equipment. We've held events across the DuPage County section of Naperville. We have had a number of voter registration drives, again, across the community. Our nonpartisan uh, online voter guide, vote411.org, is live. It's a great place where people can find out information about the candidates, straight from the candidates, and about factual information uh, re-voting. And lastly, we have held candidate forums. Candidate forums are wonderful ways for our neighbors to get to know the people who wish to represent them. Looking forward, we're going to be having an ideas forum in June that will talk about the nuts and bolts of voting, just to make sure everybody knows how they can get that vote placed. 
Yeah, it's sort of one of those things that I think, you know, possibly we all, it, it's kind of like you think about your children and addressing an envelope. You just assume that they know where the stamp goes and how the, you know, the, where, where the writing should go. Mm -hmm. it, and it's sort of this common misconception that you don't actually teach that. So it's interesting that you're teaching it. Do you find a lot of people come out for that? Uh, we do. Yeah. Uh, and you are absolutely right that you think people would know. We are blessed in Illinois. We have multiple ways to vote. You can vote uh, by mail. You can vote early in person. And you can vote the old-fashioned traditional way, which I personally love, is you go to the polls on Election Day. Yes, you probably so, see me there at 7 o'clock. <laughs> I'm always there bright and early. That's the first thing I do on Election Day. I want to do it on the day. <laughs> But in the advent of an age yeah. of COVID, we've had a lot of changes and we wanna make sure people know exactly how they can get that vote cast. Okay, excellent. Susan, so talk a little bit about some of the issues that you're working on right now. So every year, our local league chooses certain issues on which to focus. This year, we're focusing on 708 mental health boards in the uh, Naperville townships, renewable energy for Naperville, and also improved election legislation. At the same time, we always are working on voter education. The environment is an important part of what we do. Okay. Now you, and you talked a little bit um, when you first started about it being so grassroots, right? So is, is that one of the big draws for those that join the league is, is they can really get in at the ground level and, and have an impact on some of those issues you just talked about? I think working local is so important to everybody. A lot of us get caught up in the national politics and in the national news, but our local community is where we can really make things happen. Yeah, I think that's true, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and talking a little bit, because you mentioned um, the voter guide, and, and you know, I think it is so important. I mean, it's a, it's a privilege to vote. It's absolutely. a responsibility, responsibility. to vote. Um, but being educated is absolutely critical. You don't want to show up on the day and just, you know, it's not like mm -hmm. a multiple choice test, right? So talk a little bit about how the league works to that education and uh, sharing candidate information. Uh, absolutely. Probably our two flagship um, opportunities are vote411.org. Um, again, one-stop shop online where you can get information straight from the candidates. They're answering questions that we've posed to them as well as sharing their own video, sharing some information about themselves. Um, so that's a great place to learn about candidates. And in the times where you have a referendum, that would be covered on for Vote 411 as well. Okay. And then candidate forums. Um, tried and true, you get everybody in the room, ask everybody the same questions, and people get to hear from their candidates. They get to understand and learn a little bit more about who they are as people and what their aspirations are in representing us, the people. Yeah, and I think that's always uh, good too, because you also hear what other people's questions are. It's sort of like being in a classroom, right? You know, you have a question which you think, oh, I'm gonna raise my hand, and at least six other people had that question. Absolutely. Well, maybe they didn't have that question, but it's an important one to ask, right? Yes, I mean, this is the way you get to hear more from your candidates on a range of subjects. It's not just one topic that, that tends to get to be discussed. It's a number of them. And usually we like to hear what our candidates have to say on a number of topics. It's important. Yes. Yes. So if I'm a 16-year-old, which I learned something new today, I didn't know you could <laughs> join at 16, but if I'm a 16-year-old or any age, 66-year-old, how do you join the League of Women Voters? So the best way to join the League of Women Voters would be go to our website, League of Women Voters, Naperville, 
and there's a link on there and you can join uh, online through PayPal or you can print out a form and send it in. Okay, two ways to do that. Multiple ways to vote, right? So it's all good. Choice is good. It Ladies, is. thank you so much for coming by. We really appreciate it. And keep up the good work with the elections. It's important. And if you would like more information about the League of Women Voters Naperville, please go and visit their website. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jay Mournette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.